Bienvenidas a nuestro podcast, a space where we explore important topics for our community, from culture and entertainment to lifestyle and everything in between. We are your hosts, Bree, Vanessa, and Yasmin. Join us today for this special episode as we talk about the beautiful tradition, Dia de los Muertos. This episode is dedicated to those who have passed and we miss dearly. Vámonos! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our episode. ¿Cómo andan, chicas? Ay, más o menos. Cansada, <laughs> pero bien aquí. Lista para la plática. Yo también ando aquí. Bien cansada. Out of energy. But I am excited to be online here with you girls today. So, a ver, ¿qué vamos a hablar hoy? ¿Qué quieren hablar? Well, you share that you had an event at work today. Is that why you're tired? Part of it, but the other part is my kids who are draining me right now. (laughs) But (laughs) yes, I was up pretty early today. I had an event at work and it was for Dia de los Muertos. And I was at work at seven, but I was up early because I had to go get pan de muerto, pan dulce. I had to get back to the office and make some coffee with canela. So that was really good, actually. That was a hit. Mm. And then set up the table, uh, arts and crafts. So I, I did some arts and crafts. Like I said, we did some coloring. There was information about Day of the Dead. And we also talked about our loved ones. So I shared a little bit about my loved ones that have passed over the last year. and. I talked about my ofrenda and what I put on my ofrenda. And then I just reviewed some, like I said, some information about Dia de los Muertos and how it starts on the 27th and ends on the 3rd. So it was really cool. It was about an hour and a half long. It wasn't too long because we're pretty busy at the office, but it was a really nice um, welcoming in the morning for everybody. So it was quite nice. What about you guys? Do you guys have some ofrendas going on? That sounds like such a nice event, comadre, and that coffee sounds good right now. Um, But uh, we are currently working on it as a family. Today I took the kids to a sugar school making event at one of the local libraries. So they had fun reviewing what Dia de los Muertos is because we've been building our altar for the past three years now. And so that's just another addition that they'll be making to our, our altar. Uh, we usually put pictures of our loved ones, including one of our pet. It's a nice way to talk to the kids about family and friends who have passed on, but we still remember them. And so we've just made it a family affair. So we'll be done hopefully by tomorrow. Yeah, I started mine. I think two or three days ago and same here like it's been three years since I've been doing it here at home but it wasn't something that I grew up at home doing one I think the first time I actually saw like a big altar for the other Muertos was when I was an undergrad 
And I was like, oh, wow, like, what is this? I've never seen this. And when I was introduced to this tradition, it was just, I felt like it was this space and tradition that I really needed in my life. Um, just because it's something that is meant to like celebrate, but you can also grieve people who have passed in your life. So, you know, it's been, it's been nice to be able to do it here at my house. Um, and I actually do my altar outside. And so we have a big patio in our front yard. And I either do it right by the front of the house. Uh, but this year I did it closer to the fence. Um, and I, yeah, I finished it yesterday. So it was on display for the trick-or-treaters to see. Um, and this year... I've, I've, every year, like, I feel like I learn more and more, or I pick up something, or I see different altares, and I get ideas, and so this year, I think I read, like, it's meant to be very colorful, but my inspiration for this year was just, I needed something that was just more pure, and so my altar this year is white with the, the flores, and some, wooden beads so that's just the tone that I needed for this year yeah that's very cool that's a that's, that sounds really nice and I do see a lot of um uh made very differently I, I think it just depends on the family it depends on what traditions you were brought up because I know what's in Mexico Dependiendo del pueblo, where you're from, it, it's celebrated differently. And they do, they have their own way of doing their altares. And so for those that don't know what an altar is, you know, it, it is a space where we uh, put photos of our loved ones that have passed, their favorite foods, a ver que más, uh, sus bebidas. Trinkets. Um, just things that remind things that reminds us remind us of them oh for me it's uh I started mine a couple years ago as well so same similar to you Brie I was never brought up with making one at home like with my parents mm -hmm. or even like with my grandparents but we knew about them we would see them all the time and I knew that in Mexico they would this is what they do and they have these huge ofrendas or, or antares both words are used for the same meaning and they have they even have like parades and celebrations and so I always thought it was something really nice and really cool but we just we never did it in our home and when I became a mom and I had my kids I decided that hey you know what like I think this is something that I want to do and so a couple of years ago I started doing one and I do one every year and every year I seem to be adding more and more photos and so as sad as it Me is too. it's also <laughs> yeah, it's it's sad, but a la vez, I mean, like you said, you know, it's a way of celebrating them and celebrating the life that they had here and a way to keep their memory going and alive. You know, it, it, they're with us and they're in our hearts. But every time I walk by my table, I just look over and I smile, you know, and I say hi. And it was funny because yesterday when we got home from trick-or-treating, I was in the living room with my daughter and I just, I was sitting down looking at something and she just walks on over like in her costume. She was a, she was Princess Peach. She walks on over all sassy and she's like, 
tomorrow we get to celebrate you guys. And so <laughs> that's so cute. It was really cute. And like, I definitely wanted to cry because I was like, wow, like she knows what this is. And this is the first year where she actually understands more about it. And she's asking more questions about it. And so she, she knows. So for her to even walk over and say, Hey, like tomorrow we celebrate you guys. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was cool because it's something now that's being ingrained in her and a tradition that I hope she continues when she gets older. So I think next year I might do that. Then I try doing it outside. I really like that idea and see how, how that goes. Yeah. Because around here, I don't see that kind of display. And even like yesterday, giving out candy for trick or treaters, like we had a very low turnout. And so I wish my neighborhood had more of that activity. Um, and and then I want our home to be that way, but yeah, man, yeah. Every year there's there's more pictures being added to the altar. I mean, just this year, I added two more. Um, and I've lost count, <laughs> but it's it's definitely giving me that space that I needed. Cause, man, I've been grieving my mom's death, you know, my entire life. But this has definitely given me that space that I needed. Like, it's a whole process because for me, it's not just like, oh, today's a day and I just set it up. For me, it takes me a long time to do it from the moment that I start thinking of how I picture it in my head, how I want to set it up to collecting all the items, to collecting all the pictures, the pictures that I want to use because I don't always use the same pictures to finding the things around the house that I want to use and very specific things. Like this year, I use a mantel that used to belong to my mom. And so I use that for the altar. So it's a white mantel. And my stepmom told me that she believes one of my aunts on my dad's side embroiled, no, stitched the uh, mantel and gave it to my mom as a gift. So like a lot of the items on the altar have even special meanings. I even ordered um, some art pieces from my friend's mom. She's an artist that she paints and I use that to put frijol, cafe, and sal on the table. And then I have some incense that I'm gonna burn tomorrow. And so like, you know, it takes me some time to do a lot of the things that I want to do and in the process of all that like you're thinking of all your loved ones you're thinking of all your pets because I also add my pets on there like their their family they spend so much time with me and it's really funny because for example like last year I have pictures from our home camera of our pets just sitting in front of the altar looking at it and like it's either during the day or at night Especially, I think it's a cat. We have a black cat. And he's kind of just like sitting there. Or he was like laying on top of the flowers. Just hanging out by the altar. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it makes me think that he's just like hanging out with his homies. They're probably visiting. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. whole purpose of it too, right? For them to cross over and be here. Mm-hmm. In their own way. Well, similar to you too. I didn't grow up building altares with my family but I did see them growing up and I have a picture 
with you, Brie, of that altar mm-hmm. that, that you speak of at UC Santa Cruz. And um, that would be one post if you're interested for our listeners to see on our Instagram of us at that altar. And I believe that was our first year. Mm-hmm. Our first year as students. So, yes, that was, I think, one of the most elaborate ones. I grew up attending Day of the Dead events with my family because my dad's birthday falls on November 2nd. So it'll be his birthday tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. we just (laughs) so we just found this nice way of celebrating life and death, celebrating him. I wanted to start building these altares just as a tradition to our culture. So that my kids grew up knowing about their ancestors. They they love talking about it. They always say like, oh, we're remembering our ancestors. I hope they carry on, you know, this tradition like you mentioned, comadre, with your kids. And I feel that they are also just learning more about the tradition, Mexico, how we do it, because I know in other parts of Latin America, they also have some sort of way of celebrating their loved ones as well. Because I've been incorporating it into our curriculum with my son and his learning. So every time that I'm doing research, like I learn that the different levels of an altar is just so that you're getting closer to your loved ones. So that was something new that I learned this year. And so I always have built two, three levels, but I didn't really know that there was a significance to that. And or like how you how you place the pictures. I believe it's like who who passed first. Or yeah, who who passed first and then the most recent ones towards the bottom or the base of the altar. Oh, wow. So I've been placing my pictures incorrectly. I've just been placing them (laughs) wherever they fit or look best in the altar. Another thing that I make sure to add is the pan de muerto, the simpasuchiles, and definitely those sodas, the Coca-Colas for my family members that were (laughs) fans of them. I hope they didn't die from diabetes. Oh. <laughs> too soon too soon <laughs> it wasn't I'm like it wasn't from that I okay think. good <laughs> we add little tequila bottles for oh, the ones that love tequila ones. and then I have a giant 12 can of Budweiser for my grandpa <laughs> dang some tall boys yeah like here you go Wolitakista <laughs> Oh, it's cool. so funny because talking about vices, looking through pictures, I came across one of my mom and I'm like, what's that in my mom's hand? She's holding a fucking cigarette. Ooh, my mom smoked. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. I remember seeing that picture, I think, if it's the one that you're talking about. Yeah, she's like sitting on the couch and she's holding a cigarette. Yeah, she looks so cool. Yeah. yeah, there's probably kids running around while she's smoking that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy her a pack, though. <laughs> I was 
was going to say, did you add him back for her? <laughs> no. You should ask your dad about that. Oh, I'm pretty sure they smoke together. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, like they say, habits, they died with her. <laughs> it's but, cool, though, to, to be doing this now. You know, it sounds like all three of us didn't grow up with these altares in our homes, really. And so the fact that we're doing it, I think that's really cool. You know, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. another part of our culture. It's another part of who we are. And, and you know, uh, Dia de los Muertos, it's pretty, it's pretty world known now too it's grown so much in the last couple of years and some part of that is because of the movie coco you know that was a big, mm-hmm. big movie yeah. that really brought it to life and i mean and disneyland now even has an area just literally mm-hmm. dedicated to this during this time frame but i think just goes to show too like death is universal you know everyone experiences loss everyone experiences grief everyone experiences um dying you know, and so it's a universal language and no matter what country or what part of the world you're in. And so if there could be traditions like these going and why not? I think they're, it's cool that we can embrace them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you two, when you were starting or thinking about creating your enlades or putting them together, felt like since I didn't grow up with this, I don't know if it's a good thing for me to start embracing this. Because I had that thought, like, this mm. is not part of how I grew up. So I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to start doing this on my own. Because I didn't see that growing up. It's something, like, I picked up on my own. And I'm like, ooh, que si alguien me dice algo, like, ¿por qué tú estás haciendo esto when... You're not allowed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah. Like, you don't have permission, but no altar police has ever shown up at my house, though. (laughs) I think I felt a little bit like that in terms of, oh, this is new. I don't want to get it wrong. I want Mm -hmm. to be able to honor my past, you know, loved ones in a way that they would be grateful. And just over time, I feel like I have, I, you know, I was born in Mexico. This is part of me. And now that I've been doing it, even my family has been doing it in, in with my parents or my sister. One of my sisters is the one who has initiated that in the home. And so even though we didn't grow up with it, I feel like now as a family, we've been inspiring each other to do it mm-hmm. and to just uh, honor and celebrate our loved ones. Even, you know, it's a way of hearing stories because through that, I've been hearing stories from my dad and my mom of their loved ones. I have a few most of my abuelitos have passed, so I've learned new stuff even by just talking about them, about my altar or building up to the days. Like you said, Bri, you start prepping days, it seems weeks in advance. And this year, I didn't do that. We're kind of just rush building it compared to the past uh, years where I plan it out. I look for things. 
but I think it's just what I appreciate the stories that come out of it. And that's, I feel that now it's just something that we, we do every year. We look forward to versus, is it for me? Even though I didn't grow up with it, I feel like now this is just part of us. And the kids even ask about it. So it's a good sign that they started asking about it. I did not feel that I, when I decided that I was going to start doing this, I was really excited. And I felt like, oh, okay, like, this is, again, something new for me, but new for me as in doing it not new that I knew about it but I think I was just more excited and looking forward to just kind of having this other part of my life my culture be ingrained a little bit more in me and you know my parents see it and they love it and I think and to this day they still don't do one like I know my mom doesn't do one but she definitely acknowledges the one that I have and she comes over and sees it and I've noticed, too, that in my family, over the years, more and more people are doing it. Because, again, I don't think anybody really did one. But I do notice now that some of my aunts are doing it now more, too. Because I think it's just more, it's more out there, too, now. And so I think they do see it. And they, now they're like, oh, well, why haven't we ever done one? And they embrace it. But, yeah, I didn't feel like I couldn't or I shouldn't um that was that was not my experience uh, it was more like yeah cool like I get to do one now <laughs> you know I don't have to rely on my mom or my dad to to do it so and my thought is in in the whole levels to the thought is too like I just I'm on a one level I have a table and I think part of it too is because I keep learning about them every year as well you know and I just haven't had the chance to really do like a two or three tier one but the one that I do I have trinkets from everybody that they loved for the most part and so I always kind of put things away for next year so I I know what's in my box when I take out my my stuff but I also add new things every year as well and so I'm not having to search for everything in my garage I have a box literally dedicated to that which helps me a lot do you do you girls buy a lot of the stuff or do you make a lot of the items for your altar i make i make most of or yeah make most of them or just gather what i have from home definitely buy the flowers this past year i tried Mm -hmm. to plant the simpasuchiles that i used last year and they were growing but our dog chili went and (laughs) ripped them off the ground so i was really upset (laughs) i was really upset (laughs) we had a good amount growing and she decided that it was something to play with so this time we didn't grow them, and I'm hoping to grow them for next year. <laughs> How did you save them from last year? I just let them dry in that patch, and they just started blooming on their own. Oh. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> and another, so I had that where they bloomed 
where I left them and then I had another set where my sister grew so at my parents home and she just gave me that so I replanted those as well along with the ones that were growing but again my dog decided that they were going to be her toys for a bit so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I buy, I've bought a lot of my stuff that, you know, I'll be at the store and like little trinkets like, oh, that reminds me of so-and-so and so I'll buy it. And photos, the photos I have are very old school photos, which is kind of cool from like the 80s, early 90s that my mom just collected over the years. And she gave me this giant bin after the divorce, like, she just came in this huge bin of, like, photos that I really have to go through, and I would want to go through them, but, like, I go through all of that, and I just take out a bunch of different uh, memories. There's one photo in particular that stood out to me when I did the, my first altar, and that was my uncle and his two sons. They were really young at that time. I would say maybe nine and, like, 11 or 12 and then him well the all three of them have now passed and so it's kind of cool but also kind of eerie in a way that there's this one photo of him and his two boys when they were young and they're they're together but they're also together in what I believe heaven so I I have that one specific photo that I put up and I'm like huh this is I don't know there's like a feel to it which is kind of weird but at the same time like comforting I don't know if that makes sense but when I when I came across that one I was like ooh. I came across a picture the other day that my brother had that I didn't even know he had uh, but he was cleaning his office and it's this black and white picture and it's my great-grandmother on my paternal side my grandfather and my mom and I don't even know how young my mom was in that picture in her 20s. But I remember seeing that picture when I was maybe like five, six, like super young. And it's it's a cool picture because I, I think that's probably the only picture we have of my great grandmother, or at least the only one I've ever seen. And it's the three of them, too, and all three of them have have passed as well. Yeah, so when I come across these, like, photos, I'm like, oh, I, like, I trip out, too. I'm like, oh, this was an interesting one. I think I need to update my pictures as well because there are some of my family members who have passed, and I have seen pictures of them together, so it would be nice to switch it up and have pictures of them together on the altar versus just of them individually and funny story quick story we were looking through the pictures for altar when my son looked at the one of my maternal grandfather and I took that one in the milpa so my grandpa was always cultivando his lands and I really love that picture that I took of him so that's the one I've been using for the altar and he's in the middle of this green field and tall very tall penca de nopales 
my son says, oh, did he die there? Because did it fall on him? So he was asking if the penca fell on my grandpa and that's how he passed away. So I started laughing and I said, no. <laughs> I said, that was just me capturing a moment of my grandpa in the field. He just started laughing with me and I said, no, you know, he still lived for, for a long time after that picture. But it, it's we use pictures of when they were alive or doing something that they enjoyed. But I thought that was funny that he thought that Benka de Nopal fell on him. And that's how he <laughs> passed away. <laughs> what an imagination. Yes. It's... It might have hurt, though. I don't think it would have killed him. No. I'm like, todas esas espinas <laughs> to mm-hmm. get off. <laughs> yeah. My daughter added her her beta fish that passed like I think two years ago and she's so proud of it she, she shows her look and I have Bluey on there too <laughs> so that's I so cute <laughs> I hope our bunny watermelon lasts with us for a while because that one's going to be our hard one to put up <laughs> if she passes soon. yes because she's all about that damn rabbit I swear <laughs> yes is there anything that you look forward to making or putting in your altars in the future? I think I'll I look hope, forward. Um, go for it, go on. <laughs> I hope that one of these years I make the pan de muerto myself instead of buying yes. it. Yes. That is yes. my next goal. That, that is what I want to do too. Oh, see, maybe we could have like a Zoom meeting making our pan de muertos we should next year stay tuned (laughs) i was this close to making it this year and then i was like no you're thinking of like doing an arc and setting up the the tiers and i was like all right you got to pick your battles Mm -hmm. (laughs) so baking is for another year yes but yeah definitely baking it and that's actually quite delicious. It is. It is really good. <laughs> I want to make mine bigger. Like I want it to be not just my small table that I have. Like I actually want it to be a pretty nice altar. That's there's the photos have space and like I can add more food like tamales or yeah, like more pan dulce or just like different things and have it be like this display you know like I want to mm-hmm. I want it to be there for them and I also want to do because I, I read about this I want to add the flowers like the trail but I can come in up to the altar I don't know how I'm gonna do that in my house but I want to do that yeah it's so beautiful I I didn't do that this year but I did it last year I take some of the petals and mm-hmm. I I sprinkled it around and it just looks so pretty because it's so bright. Yeah. It. I mean, I didn't do the the caminito, the path, but I sprinkled it around, and it looked beautiful. Yeah. It almost like glows. Yeah. I did yeah. that last year. Yeah. I think so, it's sharing similar ideas with you, ladies. Definitely going big. La- the last 
few years it's been outside this year we're gonna just do it inside because of time's sake and definitely just want to make it bigger because like you said it's it's a display it's an ofrenda mm -hmm. and just keep adding to what they like learning what kinds of foods and drinks they enjoyed that's definitely making room for that and i i think we should have a a time when we just meet online or something and bear, build our altares together or just add things to it. Yeah. I have, if you guys are open to it, I have this information about the different days of the other mm -hmm. Muertos. Would you guys like me to read it out loud? Yes, yeah. please. Okay. So on the 27th, I mean, it technically starts on October 27th, and that's the day where our, the loved one that has passed is put up with um, a white candle. You can light up a candle, but that's a day that is specifically for people who have passed alone and without a, <clears throat> excuse me, without a family to remember them. Or pets as well. So if you have had a pet that has passed, then you would put their photo on the 27th. On the 28th, it's for someone who passed in an accident or other unexpected manner. You also light a white candle. On the 29th, it's for those who have passed by drowning. We also light a white candle. The 30th is for unidentified and without food. So someone who passed like that, we light a white candle. And then you also place bread or food for them on the altar. So that one's a little bit different. The 31st and the 1st, which is uh, Halloween and on the Saint's Day, is a vigil and the... Altar is dedicated to infants, children, and to those not able to be born. And so we would add customary offerings. And then on the second, we would put ancestors and adult uh, adults who have passed. And we also put customary offerings. And then the last day, which would be the day that you would take it down, it would be November 3rd. It's we light one last candle, prayer, a farewell, and asking that they return next year. And then we move, we remove the altar and the offerings. So and then you eat the pan. Um, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> so I had an idea that there was different days that were dedicated to loved ones that had passed, but I didn't know the order. And so when I came mm -hmm. across this information, I thought it was really cool. And I think a lot of people don't know that it's just more than one day. Like, there's multiple days leading up to this, too. So I think that goes back to what you guys were saying about just being very detailed, what thinking about what you want to add to your altar, and how this could be a, a long process, you know, because it is. It can be. So I thought that information was cool. So I hope you listeners learned something new today. Yeah, like the when I read about the dates, the part where it mentions about the pets, specifically dogs, you know, we've seen it in the movie Coco, for those who have seen it. 
and we've also know that when dogs pass away they go through the rainbow bridge you know to head to heaven oh it gets me every time when i think of all my dogs who have passed mm. uh, whether it's a rainbow bridge or the marigold the simpachuchi that our pets are just like wagging their tails and waiting for us like you're coming home Mm-hmm. I come across memes on Instagram sometimes about like audios like that where they're just kind of like waiting for you and like the music they put and you're like oh my god it's like 7 a.m. you got me in my feels <laughs> uh, they're really cool every time <laughs> yeah. oh. air hug spree air hugs. yeah as I'm sitting here watching my dog sleep and she looks so beautiful. <laughs> I fucking love her. <laughs> and she doesn't know it. <laughs> no, she does. <laughs> that dog knows. Yeah. She's spoiled. <laughs> she knows. Yeah. 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 But is there but... anything else you want to share about the other dos muertos or... Anything specific about our Agbaris? Well, I think for me, it's become one of my favorite holidays just because of the meaning behind it. And again, it ties back to my cultura and who I am. And it's a way of just telling our histories and sharing the stories of our loved ones. So it's, it could be bittersweet. Like Bree said early, uh, earlier as we were talking about the grieving part, but also just celebrating who they were and who they continue to be in our hearts and minds. And I think it's just such a beautiful way of celebrating something that could be so sad and dark sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, it, if you ever th- thought about making one... Or you feel the need to make one. You know, it doesn't have to be big. And you don't have to have the most items or the Mm -hmm. brightest items. You know, it can just be whatever you have or whatever you can create. Because you're creating that space for those loved ones. Or for that person or pet who has passed. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, that's the important part. That you're creating it. And that you're remembering them. Mm-hmm. Yes, because remember, this is unique to every family, every individual. So yes, there's these like traditional ways of doing and all that, and the ofrendas that we put on there. But at the end of the day, like Bree said, if you feel like this is what you want to do and eat like do it, you know, however you can and whatever feels right for you. So. I think I'm going to post a picture of my iPad, too, on our page. So I invite anybody to do that. (laughs) Yes, we can share what we have done in past years or this year so that you all can see. And hopefully you share some of your altares with us so that we can also see. And we just wanted to let you all know our listeners because we didn't say that in the beginning or other dear hermana Evelyn is still catching up on her sleep from her travels so she will be updating us about how that went but this episode it was just the three of us because she was resting 
Mm-hmm. Yes, our world traveler was at it again the last couple of weeks, and so we're very excited to hear her stories, and hopefully she brings back a lot of juicy stuff. <laughs> Looks like she had a lot of fun, so I'm excited to hear what she has to say. But she's definitely catching up on that sleep. That jet lag has has gotten to her. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to hear from you, Evelyn. And thank you all for joining us on this special episode that has a lot of meaning to us. And we hope that you have learned something new today. Thank you all. Hasta la próxima. Buenas noches. Hasta luego. Bye.